and welcome to the Fizzle Show. What's up, everybody? Apologies for the annoying introduction, but I gotta get myself in go mode. Because you're going, aren't you? You're trying to build a business, or you're building it. You're like figuring out what's, what like shopping cart software I should put on my website. You're like, what should I use to buy my domain name? You're like, what should my domain name be? And then you're like making something going like, how come nobody's buying my thing? (laughs) That's why we're here, to help you figure out all those pesky little questions about your business. Most importantly, the most important ones. Okay, the ones about how do we make stuff that people will actually be buying? How do we create an engine of growth for a sustainable business instead of just like a turn and burn and yearn, yearn kind of business, a real turn and burn and yearn kind of business where you're you're turning and burning through ideas and 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 projects, but you're still just yearning for some results. How about that, Corbett? That's a new... <laughs> yearning for results. Really yearning, you know? You can feel it in your loins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yearn feels like a kind of word that needs the word loins nearby. Yeah. I don't know why I have that feeling, but it's something innate to me. <laughs> and I'm just I, admitting that right now. I'm confessing that that's... Because that's the kind of show you're in. We tell the truth. We're honest. Uh, we like to ramble about uh, about things that we think are actually important, whether or not they get the clicks, right? Because, you guys, it's a big deal. A lot, of big, a lot of people try to start businesses. And more than ever before, there's like that message out there that like you can do your own business. You can build your own startup. You can be your own entrepreneur. You can live your best life now. And it's so important that that message is out there because it's true. You can. However, there's a less popular second message that is also necessary, which is something like this. You're not entitled to any of it. You're not guaranteed anything. It's not going to be easy. It's not even necessarily going to be the right thing for you. It's definitely going to be a process of discovery, of figuring things out, of figuring out who you are, what you're like, what you're here for, figuring out what the customer wants, who the customer is, who you want to be serving, how you put stuff together that they actually hear about and then get so interested in it that they actually click purchase, right? All of this, it's this big, beautiful thing that literally makes our world turn around. Not like literally, I mean, physics, it's like it's the universe makes that. But, but short of the universe, commerce and business is like responsible for it's, it's like just it, it's how it's how the world turns nowadays. Again, I am speaking figuratively, not literally. I just want to make sure people don't think that I think it's dollars and cents that literally make... The Earth is on an axis, and Corbett, I don't know if you know, it's kind of tilted. This is why we have summer and spring and seasons and stuff like that. Anyways, I won't get into that. The point I am getting into is, uh, is that we've got a great show for you today. <laughs> and, and we care about what it's like to build a damn business in the modern age. Because it matters, because all of us have to do something for work, so why work for that crappy boss who is crappy? I don't know, I was going to try, try to tell some story about like some crappy boss, but I'm like, this is still the introduction, so let's move on. I've got you all pumped up, you're ready to get fired up and get into your business, you realize that matters, it matters 
that you're taking your life into your own hands, that you're, that you're taking responsibility and creating something. And it matters that you do that well, that you create something sustainable that will work for the long haul instead of just for a little while and then leaves you high and dry, right? And in the context of learning to do a business, one of the things we see happen again and again and again and again is people feel like this overwhelm. This overwhelm, like I want to build a course, but there's like all the steps that I have to do. And then some, some, some people actually make the course and realize there's all the stuff they, they, they left out of doing, which is like creating an initial audience to sell the course to. So they've got this finished course and now there's no like audience to sell it to or, um, or, or just like, oh my God, I've got this great course. I don't even know how to get this thing off the shelf and get people on the internet to buy it, right? There's this overwhelm thing that happens before we, like as we're trying to like survey the land, what should I do? What project should I take on, right? It can feel immensely overwhelming, especially when you jump, when you leap ahead, you see what other people are doing and you just leap ahead to what you feel like is quote, the big leagues, making a course or writing a book or creating a feature film or making your own, you know, like multi-level indie game or whatever it is that you're heading towards. Today, we want to talk about a, an intermediate step, a step between nothing and going to the quote, big leagues, a step that, that is like, you know, that everybody who plays in the big leagues was in the triple A's at least for a minute. Right. Corbett, you know a lot about baseball. You're basically the resident baseball expert. Mm. And there's all this major league stuff, right, which is the MLB, as we call it in America. And and these are where the stars are. You know, they all have beards now. There's so many baseball players with beards. It's crazy. And they're amazing. They didn't just like they didn't just like go straight from high school into the big leagues. Right. It's this progression of getting up to that space. Same thing is true with every every successful entrepreneur out there. Right. So today we want to talk about an intermediate step that a lot of people we're realizing a lot of people are just not thinking about. And it might be something that is going to make the difference for you, like your idea, because you could do this thing we're going to talk about today, like tomorrow. You could start doing this tomorrow. Right. As opposed to a course where it's like, all right, where am I going to get a video camera? Who's going to record the audio? Wait, I got to record the audio and like, who's going to edit it? Yada, 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 yada. I got to buy new software and stuff like that. You don't have to do any of that for this one. And so that's why I think it's important. But first of all, first of all, I'd like to welcome to the show my co-hosts. Hi, Steph Crowder. Are you there? Can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Hello. I'm so excited to talk about this. It's going to be a good one. And Corbett Barr. Hello. Hey, I'm excited to learn from Steph today yeah. uh, because it's it's like... In the Steph is kind of in the beginning ish stages of a new business and so much changes so quickly and you learn so fast. Uh, and it's all so fresh on your mind. You know, it's like sometimes we, we, uh, us crusty old, you know, relics of an internet era gone by talk about what it took for us to build a business back in the day. And yeah. it's a hard for us to remember all the little details. And B, things change. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things stay the same, but things change as well. And so it's fun to have a fresh voice like Steph, who's right in the middle of things right now, um, to give us that perspective that we need to, to do something that's going to work today really well. 
Yeah, it's totally well said, Corbett, because it is. This this does feel like a little bit of a right now strategy. This is something, yeah. Steph, that I'm seeing a lot of people doing right now. And you, what's funny about it is it feels... It feels a little older, actually. It feels like this is how businesses used to get started, <laughs> is with activities like this. So let's break the news to the people. What what are we talking about today, Steph? Okay, here's the deal. And I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this because, like you said, Chase, this is a great intermediary step, um, which we'll get into more like what we even mean by that. But I also am going to take that a step further and say... I am like, this is like my great prediction of the online business landscape right now. I think we're going to be seeing more and more uh, trending in this direction, not only for people who are new in business, but also people who are really far along in business as well. We're talking about group programs. Um, I actually really have this strong feeling that, I, you know, we, we've talked a lot about online courses, right? And um, if, you're, if you've been interested in the online entre- entrepreneur space for any amount of time, you know that courses have really had their heyday. And not to say that that's over by any stretch, but I'm just predicting this big like resurgence of the group program as a really cool and viable business model. And the exciting thing about it is it works for people who are offering like super elite, you know, mastermind type programs that are really expensive, like $10,000 or so, all the way down to people who are just getting started. So uh, yeah, we're going to be talking all about group programs, why I'm basically obsessed with group programs. Um, and we can, I have a lot of examples to talk through as well, especially my own experience with running them, not only as a way to build a really meaningful business and be really close to helping people get results, but if you're someone who doesn't necessarily want to do one-on-one services for the rest of your life, um, and maybe you have plans and dreams of building a course that's a little bit more on autopilot in the future, that's a pretty big leap to make. And group programs are this, I have found this really amazing test ground um, to, to really like navigate some of the things that you want to be teaching and be profitable while you're doing it. Mm, love this. Okay, so here's here's how I want to lay out the landscape for people, right? Think about there being like three options for you. Most of us who are in what I would call like an infopreneur space, I hate the term. I despise the term. I really hate it. It's a bit accurate. I will say it's it's accurate though. It's like you have information that you're effectively selling to people. You're selling the teaching of some sort of information. Like um, like my wife's course on for women who have experienced such a heavy example. I don't know why I go to this one, <laughs> but it's so heavy for women who have experienced loss in in in, late, in childbirth or in uh, in child making of some kind, uh, miscarriage, stillbirth, things like this, who are trying to get pregnant again or are pregnant again, and they want to learn how to trust their body again. This is a very intense, serious thing. If you think about it like an app, if that, like if, if like every person is like a software system and you can install this app that's like trusting my body, trusting my intuition, trusting myself, trusting my universe to like that, like I can create life within me and after I've experienced such intense, heavy loss before that that's what she's teaching. That's the information. That's the skill she's teaching people how how to how to do. I guess right. Yeah. But go, but, Corbin. What do you say? Let me push back just a little bit. And maybe, sorry, maybe you were headed here. But the yeah. old adage, yeah. you know, that that people don't want a quarter inch drill bit; they want a quarter inch hole. Right. You're not yeah. selling yeah. 
the teaching. Hold on, hold on. Say that again, because I know there's some people in the audience who have never heard that. Like, oh my god, because it's, it's the best example of the difference between I don't know, like selling the product versus selling the solution. Right. Right. You can think that, well, I have a drill bit, so I'm selling a drill bit. But what you're really selling is the hole that people want from the drill bit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you get into the, they go, well, I want this hole. And you say, well, I can give you a hole. And they say, okay, but, but how? And so then you get into the how and the features of the drill bit and what makes it better than others. But at the end of the day, what they really want is the hole. And so when we're selling information, what we're really, what you really need to be selling is the result. Right. So in, in Melissa's case, these women want the result of trusting their bodies again. They want yeah. to feel something. They want to be uh-huh. confident. Right. Yeah. And in Steph's case, um, she's selling people on being able to, um, fill a group course. Right. And, and, uh, and, and being able to, uh, sell something, not the information that she's going to give them in order to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And by the way, if you guys want more information on that, you could get Corbett's latest ebook, The Whole Hole and How. <laughs> and How. And How. And how. <laughs> the Whole Hole and How. The Whole Hole and How. It's not half the hole. It's the Whole Hole. Just send $1.95 to P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know what would be easier? Just watch the watch the Shopping Network. We're going to be on later on tonight right. talking about it. Um so yeah, so so the the where I was heading with that is just a sense of like you've got something to teach someone. You've got you can teach them how to create their own whole, right? Uh, whatever it is that you're teaching, and we do that through information. So this concept of this term of an infopreneur is useful because a lot of people who are trying to do stuff they they want that quarter inch hole. But they don't know how to work a drill, what end to put what thing into. They're confused by the whole process and don't even know where to start. But if you can convince them, they're like, listen, you can do this. I know you can do this. I've taught hundreds of people how to do this. You just got to stop for a second and let me teach you what's important about it. And then I'll show you exactly how to do it. You'll be able to do it anytime you want to for the rest of your life. This is information. We're selling a kind of teaching here, right? Now, in this world, there's kind of three, think about it in terms of three buckets. There's more than this, but just right now thinking there's three options for you. The first option is one-on-one coaching. All right. You can find someone who needs a hole, a quarter inch hole, and you're like, okay, work with me. I'm going to work one-on-one with you because this is taking a lot of time from me, but you know, you're going to get, you're going to get the result because I'm working directly with you. It's more expensive for you. Uh, it takes a lot of my time, right? That's, that's number one is one-on-one coaching uh, or one-on-one relationship of some kind. Then number two, uh, or let's skip number two for a second. Number three is having an online course where all the teaching is done online. Someone finds the sales page. They see a Facebook ad. They find a sales page. They're like, yes, I want a quarter inch hole. How do I get this? You're going to teach me everything through a 10 video series. Uh, this is terrific. How do I buy? I buy right. Oh, 49. It's affordable. You know what I mean? You don't have to do support on this. You don't have to do very much work at all once it's made. Okay. That's step number. That, that's option three. Well, Steph, tell us about what option two is that's like right in between these two things. Yeah, and it's really interesting because my if 
people listening or anything like the community that I have on Facebook that I've run this concept past a couple times, this is something that a lot of people don't necessarily think of. It's not an intuitive step, uh, particularly for people who are outside of like the marketing sort of infopreneur type of um type of person. If you're in a different industry like health or event planning, this might not be something that you think of. But so like Chase said, you've got the one-on-one aspect. That's something that you've probably thought about. Like, of course, I can partner with someone one-on-one. They pay me. We work together. That's great. Or I can build a course. People take the course and they're happy and guiding themselves through it. But this option to do a a small group program sits kind of right in between those two steps. And the idea here, when we just kind of to set the table in terms of what we even exactly mean when we say group program, it's typically somewhere between, I would say a minimum of four people, probably more like six, eight, possibly 12, but probably not more than that. Um, That small group experience where you are live guiding people through something, you're helping them get some kind of result. So maybe, for example, with my business, with Courage and Clarity, I've run two group programs. I'm going on my third and I would guide people through eight weeks of group business coaching. So it was kind of a hybrid between what you would get in a one-on-one experience and what you would get in a mastermind program. So both of those things kind of combined to create this unique sort of group experience. Um, I've also worked with people who've done this for like an eight or 12 week health coaching uh, experience where it's eight weeks to better health. Or uh, I also know someone who's doing this with brand photography, where she's actually for a decade now has been um, shooting photography for brands. Like she will go into a location, do the photography, very much like a one-on-one kind of experience where people book her and she provides a service. Uh, but she doesn't, you know, she's been doing that for 10 years and would love to kind of go into the mode where she's able to teach to the masses and scale her business. So we're working on helping her create a group program for people who want to learn more about um, branding through visuals. So like, how do I make my Instagram look like not a hot mess? She's going to be teaching people that through an eight-week group program. So Mm. instead of, like Chase said, buying a course and kind of guiding yourself through it, um, it has elements of that in that you're learning things from, you know, a quote-unquote expert, but there's also these what you would more expect to get in a one-on-one experience kind of tied into it as well. So it's this really cool hybrid. Um, And like Chase said at the beginning of the episode, it can serve as this awesome kind of half step or this intermediary step where if you're like, how do I go from doing one-on-one services to launching a big, scary course? um, It's a great way to test and to play around with different concepts and help people get results in the meantime. I love it. So like, tell us the experience the experience of, of doing yours. I want to hear an example of this, the bit like, you know, the best, the best, like if we're telling people, Hey, you need to know about this group, these like group, what do we call it? Is it group coaching? Is it a group? Uh, I call it a group program session, group a group program. program. Mm-hmm. I like group program. And are they always like a, is it always more than one week? Is it typically like a series of like, we're going to do a four week thing or is it just Mm -hmm. one week sometimes? What do you think? No, I think it needs to be a series for sure. It needs to have a commitment attached to it so that people, you know, particularly because you're promising some kind of result. I think that that's the, that's the key. And I, I guarantee there's people listening right now who are like, well, I don't know if I could put together a group program for my industry. Um, people ask this a lot. And my answer is always, if you are trying to take people from, some point A to some point B, 
you have it in you to create a group program. So it's basically a matter of determining what's the amount of time that it would take for someone to see some kind of result. You know, if you're a fitness coach and you want to do, a, uh, you want people to lose some weight while they're in the group program, you probably want to do something like eight or even 12 weeks so that people come out of the program, you know, seeing some physical results, right? So the idea is committing to some amount of time with that group so that they can go from that point A to point B. So in my experience, Experience, the way that this kind of even came to be for me, I was doing one-on-one coaching and pretty quickly realized that number one, um, one-on-one coaching is not my favorite thing to do uh, for a, a bunch of reasons. One of them is that I didn't like feeling like my ability to help people was so limited. And what I mean by that is if and Corbett and I have talked about a lot about this too, um, I think as a service provider, at least for me, I overestimated how many people I'd be able to take. Like you look at a 40 hour work week and you think, okay, there's, there's 40 hours. Like I can work with, I don't know, 40 clients or something like that. Not that I thought to that extreme, but I certainly thought that I'd be able to do one-on-one work with more people than what I actually can, which is honestly like five in terms Mm. of business coaching. Um, So when you are carrying a full client load, some people are perfectly happy with that. They're like, okay, that's paying, like I'm hitting my revenue numbers, I'm good. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I really want to help as many people as I can. It's just how I've always been. If you listen to this show for a while, you probably know this about me. I just love being in that nurturing role. So um, for me, it was a very natural progression where I started asking myself, how do I help more people um, in a way that doesn't require me to launch some crazy course that, like you said, Chase, I have to go out and shoot and, and edit and all this, this stuff. Like, mm. how do I create something tomorrow that I could help more people through? Um, the other thing that I think is really appealing is I've definitely had the experience of having conversations with people who want business coaching, but don't want to pay what it costs or maybe can't pay what it costs to hire a business coach one-on-one when typically it's going to cost north of $2,000 for a coaching package. So you're able to lower the price uh, per head, but you make that up with the, you know, sum total of the group, right? Mm. So as the coach, you aren't eating your hat. You're able to make that up because of the community aspect. So for me, this is just something that I decided to play around with. I just thought, "Mm okay, do I have eight people in my community who would want to kind of test this out with me and come into an experience for eight weeks where we meet regularly and there's accountability and there's some one-on-one component, but not too much. Um, You get to know the other people in the group and you're held accountable to your individual goals, but in a group setting. And sure enough, I I was able to sell that out within a couple of days just via private invitations. I didn't even have a sales page for this. And that's why I'm so obsessed with this method because a lot of times people I think have been led to believe that you need some massive, massive audience to be successful. And I think that has some truth to it for something like an online course. Like that's a numbers game. But truth be told, like you probably have six or eight people, even maybe in your personal network right now, who would be interested in being part of an experience that you have to offer, or they would know people who do. So that's the first reason why, personally, I I went in this direction of creating my own group programs, because I realized you don't even need that many people to say yes to build a successful Mm. group program. Yeah. Okay, so as we're talking, I'm hearing you mention a handful of benefits. I've just been making some notes on it. The reason why, like, there's a lot of reasons why to do the group coaching thing. Um, or the group program, right? One of them is it allows you to start something right now, not and not like wait till you've put together a course or done a bunch of stuff, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, 
you can get started right now. Okay. Second of and ju- all, and just to just to um, yeah. expand on that point a little bit, the reason you can start right now uh, is that you don't need to prep a bunch of materials in order to start delivering on your group program. Yep. Right. Steph, you were saying you don't need to create videos and worksheets and all that kind of stuff. A lot of it can be done, uh, you know, the week of, basically. You can prep some things and then deliver because a lot of the benefits of a group program aren't just you being the expert. It's also about the group providing benefits to one another. So that is absolutely huge, and we haven't even gotten into that yet, but that I would say after running two of my own programs, I had eight people in my first, 16 in my second And I have been consistently blown away by how much people coach each other up and how much they've gotten from being together in the experience. And that is just something when I mentioned that one on true one on one coaching just isn't my favorite. That's one of the big reasons why, because I actually think uh, you learn so much more by being in that environment. There's a lot of research around adult learning that shows there's this expression to teach is to learn. And it's totally true. When you're in this environment and you're teaching someone else something, you're helping other people with maybe experiences that you've had, you get this secondary benefit of solidifying that knowledge for yourself as you're helping mm. other people. So yeah. another amazing benefit of the group program is um, the group kind of carries, not, not that you get to sit back and do nothing. You're going to be very involved as the leader, but there's this amazing secondary benefit of people benefiting from being together, learning from each other, um, having crossover in terms of the things that they need to hear from someone else's experience. That part of it is truly incredible. And I think as the person leading the experience, um, far more rewarding than I had even anticipated. Yeah. Okay, that is a that cannot be understated the value of that because a lot of people are worried. Like, okay, let me think of a topic right now. I could do a group group something on. I could do a group something uh, around like meditation, for example, right? Like mm-hmm. starting your own meditation practice and get and the value of that and getting the added focus, the added clarity in your day, and the added you know intention about your work and, and better relationships and better sleep and all all this stuff that comes with meditation. Okay, so I could offer that right now, and actually, that's something that, that's actually probably not a great idea because. I, it's something I'm I'm so experienced with and, and read so much about that. Like I'm like, no, trust me, I know more than you about this. Probably, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I have a lot of confidence in the level uh, of uh, of expertise there, right? But if I did another thing, like I don't know, like how to be a shredder on the guitar or something like that, what I would be doing mostly is getting together other people that wanted to be shredders. I'm more of an enthusiast shredder on the guitar, and I do know a lot of stuff that could probably be helpful to other people. Because most people probably be lower, like earlier on in the learning journey. But there's fear for me around, like, what if I don't know enough? What if I don't? Well, and and there should be. I, I don't think that um, Steph is suggesting that you shouldn't be an expert. Mm-mm, you no. definitely need to be an expert to some degree and a leader of this group. I think what we're saying is just that there is this synergy that happens from within the group that adds additional value on top of the expertise that you can bring. Okay. Got it. Cause what we're talking about is like this mix of, cause I've seen this. I mean, I've seen it happen like myself and I know the value that comes with like what happens when there's more people on the phone, like in the, in the learning environment, you know, it Mm -hmm. really is a, it's, it's, it's qualitative. You can feel it. You can sense it. Like there's so much more that people get out of it than what, 
I've brought into it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the things that's like, it's hard. You can't do that with a course. For, with video course, for example, you're just like what they get out of it, what you put into it and less than what you put into it. Because very few people will give you 100 percent of their attention while they're in something like that. However, when we're on the phone with four other people and everybody's trying hard in life to do this particular thing, and that's why we're all here, like all of a sudden I'm showing up with a lot more uh, uh, like as a, just a participant or as a as a purchaser, I'm showing up with more interest and more attention and focus. Right. You see that sort of thing, like playing a big role in this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that you have to have that level of expertise in order to deliver a truly great experience. And what I'm over here thinking of, though, like I'm just kind of bringing it back to what we do here at Fizzle as a great example. Right. I, I see these as two different things. So you were kind of talking a little bit about, you know, a course versus what what this experience is really like they kind of support each other. So here at Fizzle, for example, it reminds me of what we do on Fridays around here. So our members know that we do this Fizzle Friday coaching where it's group coaching. We cap it off at 25 people. And I'm just sitting here thinking about some of the breakthroughs that people have on those calls are yes, because they're getting, you know, access to people who've got very deep experience with business, but they're also like the, the number of, I've lo- totally lost track of the number of people who've made comments like, wow, I didn't even participate in Fizzle Friday coaching today. I just observed other people yeah. getting coached. And I took away so much from that because, wow, that person's going through something really similar to what I've been through, or, or I had that question too, or I didn't think of that or something along those lines. So for example, within the ecosystem of Fizzle, we have courses and you need that knowledge. But I would argue that a lot of the learning happens when you've taken in the information and then you come to coaching. And I think a lot of things get worked out when you're on the phone talking and nailing down mm-hmm. some of those concepts that you've learned. So yeah, the two this are, is, are different. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Melissa has just learned. My wife with with her course, which people might have heard the, the previous episode of this. We kind of get into her story. And she did, um, she did two group programs, right? The same one pro one program did it with two different groups. And then it was in the, it was in the process of like the second group or even before that, that she realized like, this needs to be not me teaching and then us talking. This needs to be, we have the teach material, like the taught material in some sort of course, some sort of video. They watch that and then they come to the group calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what she's like today, right now, just finishing the recording of the last, the sixth session of that uh, training. And, and this is another big, really big benefit of these group programs is they, they like, they can very easily lead to a very good course on the topic of your group program. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's probably a common thing like Steph, what you're hearing you say it, it's probably a really common thing that there's two different things that are going on. There's stuff you need to teach and then there's stuff that that you need to talk about. So in your experience, Steph, like, did you just do that on the, on the call? Did you like, did you start just like teaching in the beginning of the call and then having Q and a after? Yeah. So I'm really glad you brought this up because if people are starting to put pen to paper as they're listening to this, maybe you've got some ideas going about what kind of group program you can run. I see two different ways to do this and neither of them are right or wrong. So the first one would be Melissa's way. Let's just call it Melissa's way for sake of example, which is 
more taught content and discussion. So I'm working with someone right now. I mentioned this brand photographer who's going to be running a group program for people who want to learn about how to brand themselves without having to pay a brand strategist, right? She's going to be doing more of that structured learning approach where on Wednesdays, she's going to do kind of like a lunch and learn where for the first half or even 75% of the session, she is teaching a theme for the week, something that people need to know. And then there's room for discussion and integration. That's one way to do it. Uh, Another way to do it, which is more what I've done and um, I can give examples of other industries that I think are better suited for this is more people like I have no taught content at all in my group programs. I am not standing up teaching anything. Um, instead, it's mastermind style. So I have a schedule and I like literally on every single group call I do, I know I've got three people in the hot seat. We're doing 20 minutes each. I'm keeping time. That person's presenting a problem. We're hashing it out and they're leaving with homework. So yeah. it's much more of a like bring in. And that, I think that's because this is business coaching, right? Where it's very individual. These people are getting strategy help from me in a one-on-one component, which I think is another great part of what a group program can be. With my group programs, I offer one um, one-on-one call at the beginning and one at the end as kind of like a beginning, you know, like come in and get some strategy help so you can really take advantage of this program. And then you get one more before you exit to make sure you're all good. So that's another way to think about this too, is you can run a group program where you're not doing as many one-on-one meetings as you would with like a client who you're meeting with every week, right? You're meeting with them twice over the course of eight weeks or 12 weeks, but they're taking what they learn in that one-on-one conversation with you as the strategist and then hashing it out in the group mastermind um, environment. So that's Mm. kind of a peek into how I've run it, a little bit different. Yeah, that's an interesting mix of like having the one-on-ones and the group things mm-hmm. and and it's a kind of that's a conversation around what your topic is what yes. what are you offering to people what do they need to get out of it what is challenging about this what are the necessary sort of elements of learning uh, before you you can make someone a success in this topic so it's cool that we have so many gears and levers to pull and customize a program to whatever we need it to be that's one of the things that's really nice about the group program model is uh, is it allows for a lot of free flow iteration and designing things on the fly Mm -hmm. as you're going, you know? Yeah. And, and the other thing too, just on top of that is you also don't need nearly as much, as many technical tools, right? So we talked about the course, um, as a, a, a contrast where you need video equipment, you need editing, you need sound and all the, you know, you need to figure out which hosting platform you're going to go with and, all of that stuff. Whereas with a group program, I've run mine with Facebook, Zoom, and Skype. And that is literally it. Um, You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need to pay for... I mean, I pay for the pro version of Zoom so that I can have enough people on my call. That's the only thing I pay for for, to run a really successful group program that has a 75% rebooking rate. So you can absolutely um, (laughs) provide really great results for people without having to do something really complicated, something that's a significant investment. And like Chase said, doing it on the fly um, is an awesome way to not have to feel like you have to do so much prep in order to get something off the ground. Okay, I love this. Okay, so um, before we go into, you know, there's a couple huge mistakes that people tend to make in um in putting one of these things out we were thinking about it like what are the mistakes that someone's going to make 
when they think about doing this, like Steph said, you're putting pen to pen paper and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, there's a couple huge mistakes you, you, you might be likely to make. So we're going to get into that next. First, let me just recap some of the benefits really quick as we've talked about them. Number one is you can start right now. You don't have to prep a bunch of material or, or make a bunch of media before you get into it. You need to have a game plan, but that is so much less than, than having what's necessary to do a course, for example. Number two, you can make enough money uh, from this thing there's you can structure the value of it because you're not just coaching one person at a time and charging a lot of money to one person you're charging like more money than you would for a course to each person um but they know they're getting a lot of value out of it because that's point number three it is it is this added value of the communal learning experience where you're on the phone people are are talking to each other and coaching each other instead of just you doing all the work and then to me number four is one of the biggest ones as someone who's made lots and lots of courses and seen how valuable it is to have courses out there that you can be selling at any given moment you're in your sleep like it's it's selling right going through group programs like this creates and solidifies course content for you yeah so that when you go to make your course like it just feels so much more solid were you gonna say something corbett yeah i I was just gonna agree i mean you learn so much i think you would be crazy to jump into creating a course without having done a group program of some sort beforehand yeah because you, you learn so much from the people in the program all the questions all the things that they find as hang-ups and roadblocks that you may not have anticipated if you go through a group program if you lead one first and then create a course your course is going to be twice as good yeah totally okay we've got one sponsor we're gonna we're gonna gonna read the sponsor then we're gonna get into the mistakes corbett tell me about sezzle Yeah, did you guys know that only one in three millennials in the United States owns a credit card today? That's why Sezzle created a cutting-edge payment platform that enables shoppers to buy now and pay later like a credit card without all the same financial pitfalls. Sezzle allows shoppers to pay for a purchase in four equal installments, completely interest-free. Sezzle pays the merchant in full up front and assumes all the repayment risk. Since launching last year, Sezzle has integrated with over a thousand online stores, providing those stores with an average increase in sales of 7% and an average basket size lift of 50%. So you as an online seller can increase your online sales today by enabling your customers to shop now and pay later with Sezzle. And you guys listening to this can get a free 30 day trial by going to sezzle.co slash fizzle. That's S E Z Z L E dot co slash fizzle. Beautiful. Just, just beautiful. Sezzle millennials credit cards. Sort of a weird sponsor. It's like, it's like, it's it, like when I heard that, I'm like, Oh dude, I can use this to buy things. But then most of the, of the, of the read is about like, Hey, you're selling things online. You should offer this that way. I mean, it's, it's, that's what it's really geared for. It's geared for like, Hey, if you're selling things online, add Sezzle to your site. Yeah. And it's like an you alternative. Get paid. It's like you would consider adding like, you know, a way to pay via credit card or maybe adding PayPal to your, to or your Bitcoin. options. Or you can add Sezzle and, and, you yeah. know, it says right on there, pay in for equal monthly installments with no, uh, with no interest. So it's an alternative option for the people that, you know, you're selling to. Yeah. 
Crazy. It's interesting. It's interesting. I love it because it's it's like it's just these kind of paying for things. We don't we don't see innovation in that world very often. That's right. True. Obviously, we have the big stuff with cryptocurrencies, but that's like so big and hard for people to understand and trust that it's like who knows when that's going to be you know at a tipping point. Yeah. Okay. And and, and beyond uh, beyond millennials, we just we have a lot of people who you know uh, when if if they don't sign up for Fizzle and we happen to talk to them and ask why they just say, you know, I don't have a credit card in, in yeah. some countries. People don't have them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very interesting. Okay. So let's talk about these mistakes. So Steph, in closing here, people are like really interested in doing a group program because of all these benefits we've gone through because of the stories that we've been telling, because of the way it helps them build a course, because of the way it helps them make money, because of the way it helps them just like literally change people's lives and fix, like teach them these things. What is though, someone's like, okay, they turn us off right now. They stopped and they decided I'm just going to go make it up as I go. I'm going to go do it, which I love that spirit. I love that attitude. You should probably do that. But listen to this first. Mm-hmm. What's the mistake that that person is likely to make in your opinion? Well, I think the first mistake is something that would prevent someone listening from doing that very thing, which is going and ending this podcast and going to get to work on this. And that would be the fear of filling a program. I would say it's the number one first off the bat response that I get when I ask people like, hey, why don't you do a group program? They'll say, well, I don't, that sounds great, but I don't have an audience or that sounds great, but I don't have a list. That sounds great, but no one's paying attention to me. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. I think it's a totally understandable question mark. It's like, well, I mean, that's the whole game that we talk about here on the show, like every week, right? It's like, how do you grow something to the point where somebody wants to buy something from you? Yeah. But that's truly one of the big reasons why I love group programs so much, because you need far fewer people in your ecosystem to fill a group program. Well, like we said, it's anywhere from four to eight, maybe 12, but I think eight is a really sweet spot, especially for your first group program. Um, uh-huh. That's how many people you need versus if you were doing a course, you're trying to win over hundreds of people, something like that, maybe more, you know, unlimited essentially. So um, the first question is always, how do I go out there and fill a group program? Mm. Yeah. How do you? <laughs> like what what like what's your what's your how do you allay their fears? Like what what do you mm-hmm. say to them that like like why don't I have to go out and, and and stress and worry so much about filling a group program? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple ways to think about it. First and foremost, you might be able to get further with and I mentioned this very quickly earlier. You can probably get further with your personal network than you are even aware of right now. So if you think about whatever your topic is, whatever your industry is, a lot of people who are thinking about filling a group program have some experience. Like I mentioned person I know who's got the brand photography business, right? She's been shooting uh, photography for 10 years. So she's got tons of connections. A lot of people out there, you know, have background in whatever their thing is. That's a great way to start reaching out to people and figure out like, do I have people that I already know who would be totally interested in coming into an experience like this? And a lot of cases, the answer is yes, or at least those people know other people. So the very first thing to do is to start spreading the word, start asking for help. Like this is the time to call in your favors. Um, Even if you're someone who's listening and you're like, well, I don't really have a lot of experience with with what I'm doing, um, probably going to take a little bit more time to, to build up some kind of following. But in general, I find that if people are wanting to offer like some kind of result, then they have at least the experience of achieving that result for themselves, if not others. So you've probably got some people 
lying around in your network right now that you could talk to to start to kind of at least fill a couple of spots. So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, spending some time doing some community building. And we talk, I mean, we have tons of resources inside of Fizzle, also just in the backlog of this podcast about how to build an audience. You can, you know, do anything from podcasting, blogging, building a community on something like Facebook or Slack. That's really how I've done it is by creating a really engaged community around a podcast. Um, But you can start doing that right away. You don't need hundreds and hundreds of people in your community to, again, get those eight spots filled. So the first question to ask if you don't feel like you know enough people in your network to get, you know, to do a test program is how can I build, how can I really put all of my efforts into building some kind of community? Um, What platform do I want to do it on? What do I want my message to be? And just spending some time just, again, taking advantage of the platform that you already do have. So if you have a, a personal Facebook account, telling people what you're doing, inviting them to be part of your free community. You have to build a little bit of buzz of some kind, I think, to be able to put this offer in front of people, but it's not going to take super long. You don't have to spend like a year podcasting or something like that. You can spend a concerted, like focused effort providing content in a free way that brings people really close, um, taking advantage of things like video that really shorten the, the curve of that no like, and trust process, going mm. live on whatever platform you're using to really create a small but mighty um, group of people who are really eager to do something with you. And then when you do go and offer it, they're like, I've been waiting for an opportunity to go deeper. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but if you truly, truly are starting from scratch, um, you can start inviting people that you already know, but it's probably going to take, just like anything, it's going to take some investment of time to build up enough of a community to, to fill your first program. Mm. Okay, so the first mistake is is kind of losing ourselves to this fear or the worry around like how am I gonna how am I gonna get four to eight people in this group program, right? You're and you're saying first of all take a deep breath. You probably have more interest just in your personal network mm-hmm. on your existing social media even than than you know of, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's that's like something we hear often from entrepreneurs is just like that kind of thing. Like I, I like that initial traction coming from your initial, initial, like your, your existing network is oftentimes surprising for people and very confidence building. Right. Um, then the other thing you were talking about is start spreading the word and doing a little bit of a community building activities. I think that was all good advice. Now there's one other fear that I, that I resonate with a ton that people probably have. And it's the question of like, like, how much stuff, how much content needs to be in this thing? Like how much like material do I need to have prepared beforehand? And I immediately go towards like, like a kind of state of anxiety where Mm -hmm. I think I'm super prone to just spin out in that mode. Right. Is, is this something you see? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think what's one of the big, big responses I hear is like, that sounds really exciting, but I'm not ready. (laughs) Right. Or I don't have enough content. And that's, again, another reason I love the group program so much. You can fill, just like I did with the first one that I ever did, like I mentioned, you can fill a group program 100% through just network marketing. You don't have to even build a sales page if you don't want to. So what I mean and why this is relevant to the question is as you're building that community, as you're reaching out and making connections with people and all of that, you can invite them 
tell them what you're creating and not commit to a specific date. So this is something that I've done every time I'm launching my third group program. And every single time I'll just reach out to people who are engaged that I think feel, feel like a great fit. And I'll tell them what I have coming up. I'll say, you know, I've got an eight week program coming up. I think you'd be a great fit based on something, usually an interaction in my community or some interaction we've had. I'm thinking about launching this sometime in April or sometime in October, sometime in June. Uh, are you in? And mm-hmm. you don't have to have a set date on this. You don't have to have a go time. You just kind of slowly get your yeses, collect the, you know, collect payment. And then when you're ready to go, it's a matter of finding a date and time to begin that works for your members. Yeah. So if you're feeling like you're not ready, if you're feeling like, I don't know if I have enough content um, on the content front, I think we've talked a lot in this episode about how you, that's kind of the whole point. You really don't have to prepare content in advance. You just have to be prepared to get together with people and, and pour into them in a, in a, in a helpful way. Um, but on top of that, if you feel like you're not ready and you're not sure if you have quite the right amount of people, um, I, my challenge to that is like, it's so easy to stay stuck and say, well, I'm not ready. When are you going to be ready is, is a question that I think comes up. So mm-hmm. the group program is a great way to slowly build because you can kind of collect those yeses and then be like, all right, guys, email them and say, we're ready to go. We've got our group solidified. And uh, now here's what, here's what I'm thinking we'll launch. So mm. it's, a, it's a great way to build towards something without, again, like launching something like a course where you're like, hey, it's for sale. And then if nobody does anything and nobody commits, you're like, oh my God, I have no one. So it doesn't quite put on that same amount of pressure because you're kind of doing it behind the scenes. You know what this makes me think of is is what is so essential about this and something that you're doing just naturally, Steph, is um, understanding the truly valuable thing that you're offering to people. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. Um, this is like Corbett's conversation about the the whole hole and how, uh, which you can get, again, just send $1.25 to P.O. Box. Mm, but the the the... The sense of understanding what it is you're really creating, what what it is you're really offering people, not your time, not your information, but the the thing they get to do when that information has been fully ingested and, and integrated. The the instead of you're not selling a drill bit, you're selling the hole that the drill bit creates, right? Um, that's so essential. And we have actually, it's making me think like the, probably the best tool. There's two massive tools for this. Okay. The first one is, uh, is my friend Don Miller's book, Story Brand. I think this is very interesting as a, as a framework for going through, um, and understanding what it is you're really offering. It can feel like a lot to do around a, a given amount of project, but, but it, you kind of work it into a bit of a template and you, I ended up, you just end up starting doing it on, on everything. Now, we have a kind of a shorthand version of that. It's not the same thing. It's built around the same topics because it's all built on classic copywriting stuff, right? And that's our 80-20 copywriting sketch sheet. Now, it's not a book. It's an, a single piece of paper. It's one piece of paper that I always recommend you just print out and you take a pencil and you just fill in the boxes. It's not even, it's like boxes that you fill in. It's super helpful for just sketching out what the value of a thing could be because it forces you to get into the customer's mindset. It forces you to empathize with them instead of get locked and trapped and suffocated by your own point of view. As the 
expert. This is what we call the expert's dilemma. You don't know what they don't know. And you're focusing more on, on things that don't matter than you should, than you are on the things that do matter. And so a simple, simple worksheet like the 80-20 sketch sheet helps you focus on the things that matter. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because if you're going to start building the the sort of buzz and chatter and network activity around the thing that you're offering to people, you need to know what you're offering to people. And I don't mean the group program, and I don't mean what's in lesson one or whatever. I mean, what do they walk away with? What's the transformation? They came in like this, they left like that. What's that transformation? What's the before and after? What's the... you you? Your entrepreneurs are always prone at first early on to focus on the drill bit. Well, this drill is made from this. It's mm-hmm. got this, that, and the other. So, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We just geek out on that because we come from, because we're listening to podcasts with other drill bit makers. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? And instead, we need to focus on the world of the consumer where they're like, I need a hole. How big of a hole? I need a hole this big. I need a hole through this kind of material or that kind of material. I need the kind of hole I can put something like this in, right? So uh, the eighty twenty sketch sheet, we'll put a link to it in the show notes here. It can't be it can't be overstated how valuable that is to to the entrepreneurs who are using it. Like often for every blog post for every course for every sales page for every business idea for every youtube video it's just like a thing that gets you out of your head and into the stuff that matters uh and with that i mean steph this has been so great just just uh totally drafting off of your your wisdom on this you've really done a lot of work on this stuff yeah thanks it's been exciting and fun and um I mean, I just hope that more people out there will uh, jump into creating group programs because I think, I don't know why it's not talked about, I think, as much as it should be because it's, I think it's mm. low-hanging fruit. Yeah. We should also mention, Steph, you have a, a course coming up on this, right? I do. So, Corbett, when you were talking about how it's really not smart to create a course before you've done a group program to help people, you know, to like see people get the results that you want them to get through a course, um, that's exactly what I've done. So, I found myself teaching these principles to my students, helping them sell out their first group program a number of times now, about a half dozen times in addition to my own success. So I'm building a course all about how to go, even if you're starting with two people on, on your email list, you can go from that those humble beginnings to creating a community and selling out your first group program. And I have a course launching on July 27th. Um, and it's called Crickets to Customers. And you can check it out at cricketstocustomers.com. It's going to be really great. Love it. Cricketstocustomers.com. Check that out. And uh, fizzleshow.co slash 276 is where you're going to find all the show notes and links for this episode, okay? Everything that we talked about is going to be linked up for you right there. So go to fizzleshow.co slash 276. And that'll be it, y'all. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.